From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, presented by a Cloud Guru, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. You know, one of the things that no matter how many times we we try and look at it, try and understand it, that keeps coming back all the time for people is, um, you know, two really common themes. One is um, we are leveraging the public cloud more and more. We're trying to understand how to use the public cloud more and more. And then the flip side of it becomes, you know, how do we figure out how to be cost effective with it? Because whether we're building a new application or we're lifting and shifting an application or we're just, you know, We've been running the application for a, you know a year plus or something. People are trying to figure out like how do we how do we be smart about that? How do we best utilize the public cloud resources? Um, and so today, really excited to have um, newer company that's kind of kind of different take on this and, and is successful in you know helping customers with kind of a new approach to dealing with the public cloud. So excited to have uh, Jay Chapel, who is um, co uh, CEO, co founder, and CEO of Park My Cloud. Jay, welcome to the welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brian. Really appreciate being here. So, you know, you guys are somewhat of a new company. You guys got started uh, as a startup in 2015, but but really kind of hitting the market in the last year or so. Give us a little bit of your background, both, you know, your background, your co-founder's background, because you guys have, uh, you've been in this space for a while. You, you bring a bunch of very relevant background, plus some really cool technology. So tell us a little bit about yourself, as well as kind of why you guys uh, started Park My Cloud. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So Dale uh, Wickheiser, our co-founder and uh, CTO, he was with uh, NetApp and Accenture. So, you know, big IT companies. Um, I myself was with uh, Micromuse, uh, NetCool, uh, Network Management Service Assurance Software. And then we got acquired into IBM and spent a bunch of years at IBM inside their Tivoli Software Group. Um, so essentially, uh, we kind of came together through luck. But um, three or four years ago, as people were starting to make that migration to AWS um, obviously in the forefront, and then Azure, and now Google, and even IBM, and Alibaba to some degree. Um, a lot of things were moving into cloud applications and stuff, and we looked at the way data centers were being managed, and then looked at the way things are going to be need to manage as they move to the cloud, and obviously cost kept coming up as we talked to customers, and that's kind of how we got into the whole Parkman Cloud thing, being able to cost, being able to help customers control their costs as they move into the public cloud. Right. And you know, cost has been this sort of interesting thing, you know, I mean, buying, you know, you having worked in the enterprise space and worked with big procurement involvement, like cost has never been simple. It's always been, you know, how are we going to pay for this? What does it actually cost to price it? Um, the cloud doesn't necessarily make it any simpler. And, and we're seeing what sometimes talked about is innovation. I mean, we saw Amazon and, and Google this last week or two talk about per minute pricing, but we see things like reserved instances and like, how are you seeing the balance or, you know, how much of an influence does pricing is complicated or pricing is hard uh, influencing people's decisions? Or are you seeing the, you know, the drive to get to the cloud, you know, be much more of a of a driving factor and then figuring out price just becomes kind of part of the part of the challenge of just this new environment? Yeah, I think uh, in all fairness, I think the answer sort of depends there. I mean, some people develop a cloud first strategy. Some people do uh, in-depth analysis and say, I've got to do a hardware refresh. So now I'm going to move this into the cloud. Some people look at it and say, I'm going to move, keep my production on-prem, but I'm going to move all non-production into the cloud. So, I mean, in all fairness, in talking to companies, it's always different. There's no single answer for that. Um, but as they do move into the cloud, obviously cost control becomes 
something that they want to look at. And you mentioned you can do things with AWS with reserved instances or spot instances or right size instances or turn things off when you're not using. So there's really like four or five, maybe five or six key things that um, any enterprise can do to help optimize spend. And we try to help them with a couple of those. Yeah. You know, as, as, as you guys kind of came on our radar, we were, we were digging into, to park my cloud. I thought it was interesting. Um, you guys position some of your offerings as being for DevOps teams. And in other cases, they get positioned as being for IT teams. Um, what's the, what's the thinking behind, you know, what you're seeing is different between companies that say, Hey, we have a DevOps team using the cloud and, and IT teams in terms of, I don't know, whether it's how they think about it, how they're organized, like what, what's the reasoning that you guys feel there's a need to sort of, you know, target them differently? Yeah. So that's a really good question. So, um, we started Park My Cloud about two years, two months ago. So I guess, you know, we're in about 26, 27th month. And as we sort of did um, analysis of who our user was or who our buyer was or user buyer, whatever you want to call that person, um, in a larger enterprise like a big brick-and-mortar company that uh, for McDonald's or Capital One or something like that versus um, you know startups like in the fintech space or healthcare space and stuff like that, we noticed that people that were born in the cloud generally had people with DevOps titles responsible for cloud management and cloud operations. And we noticed the larger brick-and-mortar companies, those were generally the IT folks that were still responsible for the, the expenditure and the management. They didn't necessarily use the cloud, but they were managed, responsible for operations. So those folks more in the IT operations, cloud infrastructure, and then the born-in-the-cloud companies, you know, is more around like the DevOps, continuous integration, continuous delivery type model. So we try to segment messaging and how a little bit around that. And, but we've also built our platform to really help either team automate. Yeah. Are there certain technologies you find are, are sort of the starting points for, for one team versus the other? Yeah. So when we, we, that's a great question. We just actually had a demo with a very large company that's on the uh, New York Stock Exchange uh, at 1145 today, so two hours ago. And so when they get on the call, they really, really care about like single sign-on integration um, and then bringing users in, role-based access control and governance, because you're talking about um, hundreds of users um, that might be accessing cloud services through Park McCloud. Um, when you're talking to smaller companies where they have 10, 20, 30 users accessing um, infrastructure and cloud, they care a lot more about automation. So, you know, integration with things like Slack or integration with Atlassian or Jenkins as part of their sort of continuous delivery, continuous integration process. So the questions are sort of, they come at it slightly different, you know, sort of large, big versus sort of small, nimble and automated. Yeah, no, I think it makes sense. And, you know, I, I, we hear the same thing when we're, when we're talking to different people. I mean, I, I've heard, uh, I, you know, I was talking to a company out in California a couple of weeks ago and they said, look, um, you know, we're, we're an existing group. Um, we would love to like recruit DevOps or we'd love to have DevOps, but, um, you know, some of our engineers are afraid of being called DevOps because they, they think that comes across as being, you know, somewhat, I don't know, different or better or something. Um, in some shops, you know, saying you have a DevOps team works. In other shops, it's like, hey, if what you're saying is we just need to automate things and, and move faster, like we'll just make that a goal of our IT organization. So, yeah, I, I think it makes a lot of sense to realize that that they are different, sometimes in mindset, sometimes in technology. And um, sometimes you just kind of have to have the conversation with with people in the, the way they want to hear from themselves or, you know, how they want to position themselves in their organization. Yeah, um, exactly. And also in terms of messaging is one thing, but also in terms of 
functionality and what they're looking for too in the platform. Right. I will I will definitely say that there are distinctions between the two organizations in the way they look at how the platform operates in their environment. Right, right. Now, one of the things that's that's unique about the way you guys go about it, there, there's a lot of companies that will will help you with with pricing. So uh, they'll you know they'll kind of be involved in your account. They'll give you a sense of pricing, how to how to break down all those line items or you know, how to segment them so you can figure out how much is going to storage versus network costs versus something else. You guys are, are somewhat unique in that you, you bring a bunch of, of automation capabilities. So in essence, it's, um, you know, here was some, some things that happened in your account that are driving cost. And then here's some automated actions that can help improve it, you know, remediate it and so forth. Can, can you talk a little bit about some of that technology that helps people not just, you know, be smarter about costs, but sort of automate uh, so that they're going to be in a better position? Yeah, so I mean, there are definitely distinctions with uh, the different—I'll um, call them cost optimization tools or cloud management tools in a space. So you have sort of the clouds like Cloud Health, Cloud Checker, Cloud Ability, Cloud Cruiser, et cetera, and they were more born out of doing uh, billing analysis, um, helping with reserved instance management, maybe helping with tag management, um, maybe doing chargeback and things like that internally. Um, and then there's technologies like ours that are more focused on sort of the the action. And the control of those costs through things like, you know, parking instances or right-sizing instances and doing things like that. So when we talk to customers, in all fairness, sometimes we have a bunch of customers that actually do use Park My Cloud in conjunction with, like, a cloud health, a cloud ability, a cloud checker. Um, and then we have a bunch of customers that just use Park My Cloud as a standalone offering because they're doing that other stuff maybe on their own or they haven't gotten to that point yet. So it, it sort of depends on what the customer deems as important at the time and which type of technology they sort of migrate to. Um, but we've been able to, you know, sort of cooperate with other vendors in the space. And then there's also, you know, sort of you mentioned the cost side of it. There's vendors that help migrate people to the cloud, like River Meta, uh, Racimi, and things like that. And there's cost vendors like, um, I guess, like more like brokers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of different things in the space, and you have to definitely do your analysis and homework on that as an enterprise if you're looking at those different things. Yeah, and it, it sort of leads me into my next, I guess, question, and it's sort of conceptually. So, you know, as people are moving into the cloud and, and you're dealing with cost, right, cost in a lot of times in, in traditional IT wasn't always something that was top of mind for for the day-to-day engineers or even sometimes the architects because it was like, okay, we we designed something, um, somebody's going to go buy it, it comes out of a budget somewhere, and then we don't think about it day-to-day. Are you seeing different behaviors now that, um, you know, this this cost information is sort of readily available, it's, it's updated? Like, is the, the buying process different in terms of, like, who you guys have to help influence or, like... It, are the dynamics changing, I guess, in terms of, you know, who's the buyer, who should be getting information about cost, um, all those types of things in, in an IT organization or even the lines of business? Yeah. So there are organizations that we've talked to that have people dedicated to cloud cost management. Okay. So they might have um, a financial background or they might have an IT background, but they are like literally dedicated individuals to help manage, for example, their AWS costs or their Azure costs because the organizations are consuming five, ten, fifteen million dollars a month in cloud spend. So there certainly is the, the are those new roles inside of an organization now, and, and especially I would say maybe more mature cloud users. Um, but I think for us, we see a couple trends. One is that we we really try to so we look at the application 
of the enterprise. So we tried to build really a self-service, easy-to-use platform where even a large enterprise can come in, literally get a demo, park my cloud, go start a trial and do that on their own. And so we try to build our technology sort of the way people have adopted things like Slack or things like you know GitHub or Jira or whatever, Jenkins, et cetera, because those are technology we, we actually use internally as well. And we see how it is, you sort of land and expand with that. Um, so I think there's two kind of trends. Um, one is around the application, the enterprise, which you try to capture. And the other is this identification of resources internally to help with cost control. And we try to help them automate that, not maybe replace their job, so to speak, but really automate that so that they can spend time on more valuable projects. Yeah. And are you seeing, you know, so you sort of talk about the, the self-service nature of it. Are you seeing more people, uh, say, within an IT organization who, if this data is made available to them, you know, are concerned about things? I mean, are you seeing an application developer, for example, or a network admin who is going, oh, wow, um, I need to think about, you know, making something better. Like, there, I didn't have this data before. Are you starting to see that because the, the data is now potentially available to them as sort of a, a group, you know, Slack type of type of thing? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And um, one of the things in our in our platform, we do, we have reporting. Um, we actually expose that information through an API. Uh, people can schedule stuff. And that's really important to even, I'll call them, you know, sort of like you just said, application engineers, network engineers, DevOps people, because the management team and or the finance team are sort of banging away on them. You know, you need to manage these costs. And so they can provide that information back as a way to show, yeah, we are doing that. We're using a platform. This platform is help, help, uh, helping us save X, Y, Z. Um, we have a customer, for example, that we were just looking at them today. They only park, that means they schedule servers on and off, 26 servers, and they save $18,000 a month. But because those are very large servers, like, you know, XLs and above, versus like smalls and micros. So for them, you know, in doing that, they look at, okay, I'm going to pay Park McCloud X amount. I'm going to save Y. I can show my ROI and then prove out that purchase to the management team. So it's very important to show that information. Yeah. And are you seeing people, um, you know, across groups who who want you to, you know, whether it's there today or, or in the future, who want you to be able to to plug into their various types of dashboards? Like in essence, uh, here's this valuable information, sort of put it in, the language of the CFO versus the language of a project manager, or are you starting to see those kind of requests yet? Have people got absolutely. Yeah. So I, I give you a real life example of a fintech company um, that's a customer of ours, and um, they actually use pump our information out through our API into their new Relic dashboard. Okay. So I mean, so that's a very real thing that people. So that's why. We originally didn't actually expose that information through the API. Well, of course it was exposed, but we didn't document that information through the API. We recently documented over the summer because we kept getting those requests. So, yes, more and more, I think, sort of this mix of, you know, um, technology and finance because of the cloud is sort of driving that. And you see vendors really focused on that. I think, like, I think Aptio is a really good example. I think ServiceNow, like those ITSM vendors that do a lot of sort of uh, almost like business service management now to an organization where they're tying technology and finance together. Yeah. And, and I think, you you know, you sort of highlighting the fact that you can take the data, pump it out of the system as an API call, uh, you know, into other systems kind of really highlights this important trend that we're seeing this, this new change that we're seeing, which is, you know, people used to want to build vendors used to want to build a platform that was going to be, you know, single pane of glass, everything has to come to them. They become the, I don't know, sort of single source of truth. And the, the reality is, 
you know, you really have to be building platforms that that realize they're part of kind of a an operational supply chain. Um, sometimes, like you said, they're going to do a lot of things. Other times, they're you know they really are going to be very good at doing one or two things. Um, and and people need you to to talk both upstream and downstream with with other systems because you know different people need to see the data. Yeah, and that's, you're spot on. So from day one, our architecture, you know, uh, we use uh, Python and Go on the back end, uh, front ends uh, based on JavaScript. But they, the front end and back end talk to each other through REST calls so that we were able to build an architecture that allows us to expose information um, to customers as they want it. Um, and in fact, like we're launching, we're actually doing a beta of a mobile app right now, a mobile app that allows you to park just because we can make that call right against that. And so that's really easy from a development standpoint um, to, I'm sorry, from a development standpoint, that's made our platform um, more open and accessible to customer requests. And the other thing, too, is all around, like, the integration, like you said. So from, from I'll, I'll say it from a, um, I guess from a sales sta- standpoint, when your technology is easily integrates with other technologies that you're, they're using inside uh, IT ops or DevOps or whatever from an infrastructure management standpoint, I think that makes you stickier and easier to consume. Right. And so we've kind of built a technology to do exactly that. Yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense, and especially you know if you're if you're a smaller company and you're trying to get involved and and uh, you know be part of new things that are happening at companies, it's it is important to be able to go. Yeah, we can we can plug into what you do. We we don't have to be uh, you know kind of difficult to get started. And and I think for for all the software that's out there today, like the the difficulty of getting started is you know a, a huge barrier that people you know are, are getting better at uh, at improving and so forth. Um, you know, when I when I look at some of the customers that you have as as public references, so you look at people like McDonald's, who are obviously in you know sort of food and beverage and retail. You look at you know Raytheon, big uh, enterprise kind of company. Uh, you know, governments involved. You got Fox as a media company. Um, are you seeing any consistency between verticals? Are you seeing um, you know a lot of diversity in terms of sort of vertical use cases and sort of like wh- how do you how do you manage all these different types of companies um, or what are they you know, what are they asking you to do? What's, what's the market start helping you uh, understand? Yeah. So that, that's a good question. I, I would say a, a higher percent of our customer base are classify themselves as software and technology vendors okay. for sure. sure. But um, from a vertical standpoint, I mean, like you just mentioned, and I could rattle off a bunch more, you know, we go horizontally across a lot of verticals uh, because it seems in general, their use of uh, cloud is kind of, in some degree, vertical agnostic, except you obviously you have the secure clouds for, you know, um, for government, for federal, um, and then you have sort of the commercial clouds. But outside of that, and with a few fintechs that we've worked with and um, healthcare providers who really want to do a security audit on our platform and understand what kind of information we're collecting and stuff like that, outside of that, we don't see a lot of vertical specific requests. Okay. Um, it's mostly... Uh, very horizontal across an organization. You know, a lot of people said, let's integrate with Slack, or a lot of people will say, you know, are you doing anything with ServiceNow or BMC Atrium because we could pass this information up into our CMDB? So things like that. Gotcha. So it's still That's, very much a, an IT horizontal play, and, and they're, you know, they're trying to get faster, they're trying to save costs, they're trying to be more efficient and so forth. Right. For us, a vertical play really would be spending, you know, the time and effort and energy to focus on federal, gotcha. for example. Gotcha. Um, okay. I mean, we, we have state and locals using our platform. Um, we actually have customers now, I think, in about 15 countries. Hmm. So even from that standpoint, because we don't store data, we're agentless. We do everything through an API. So we don't really have, a, once people dig into it, they really don't have a lot of con- uh, security concerns. So you can't actually 
create a new instance with Park My Cloud and you can't actually terminate an instance. So from a governance standpoint, you know, it's really hard then for somebody to get into somebody's environment. You can just start and stop using Park My Cloud. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, one of the things that we, we always try and dig into, and, and sometimes the information is easy to dig into and sometimes it's difficult. Like you mentioned early on, you've got customers who are using, uh, you know, Amazon, uh, Azure, Google, and even Alibaba, you know, you mentioned being, being international. Like, can you give us any sense, um, you know, of, of what do the trends look like of, of using the public cloud? Is it, is it still predominantly, you know, are you still seeing it predominantly AWS? Are you seeing, uh, you know, Azure in certain ways or, you know, any, any sense of what the public cloud usage is, is looking like, at least even just from your perspective? Yeah, from our perspective, I would say over the last two and a half years, we've seen a couple things. Well, first of all, we didn't support um, Microsoft Azure until January, and I think Google we supported in like May. So we just got onto those clouds, for lack of a better word, this year. Um, So obviously, for our first, you know, whatever, 18 months of our life, we spent most of that energy and effort on selling and marketing to AWS users. Um, In our platform right now, it's 85% AWS, 10% Azure, and 5% Google. Um, but that's also sort of a function of what we've been marketing and selling over the last two years, too. Sure. Um, it probably doesn't reflect the actual cloud usage in the market, right? Um, the second thing, too, is that when we talk to some of the larger organizations that have, I'll call them enterprise license agreements with Microsoft, a lot of them are certainly looking at Azure and or diversifying, meaning they'll have Google, I'm sorry, they'll have um, AWS and Azure. So they might they might be looking sort of at multi-cloud based on whatever requirements they want internally. That could be security. That could be so they have sort of vendor leverage. That could be because they think an application runs better in this cloud versus that cloud. Or that could just be personal preference. Sure. Right. When you ask them why, you get a bunch of different reasons. But so really, um, I will say when we the trend is that we have a lot more larger enterprises coming now to Parkman Cloud because we've been in the market for a couple of years. We rank a lot higher in terms of like for search and optimization and things like that. So when we ask them sort of their use, those are generally the answers we get. And again, a majority of them are definitely in AWS. Okay. And I guess last question, um, we'll, we'll wrap this up a little bit. So obviously, like you said, you're talking to a lot of companies, uh, government, financial services, all these different um, industries and so forth. What's the what's the one or two takeaways, you know, aside from saying, hey, uh, you know, get on the platform, start using the platform? Like, what are the one or two kind of tips that if, uh, you know, the, the, the lead person in the room says, hey, um, I've got to get smarter about using the cloud. Like, what are, what are a couple of those tips you say, like, you know, always do this. Like, th- these are going to help you no matter what your scenario is in terms of applications. Yeah, so we do, um, we do a lot of that in terms of blogging. I mean, and there are five or six different things that everybody should be doing um, to, uh, I'll call it optimize what they're doing in the cloud. And whether that's using, you know, reserved instances or spot instances or auto scaling or right sizing or parking. I mean, everybody should be doing things like that. Those are just, uh, I'm not going to say they're easy, but those are just natural things people should be doing to optimize cloud. So we always talk to customers about that. And I think um, the the second thing that we really see as a trend is really around this appification in the enterprise. People don't mind using lots of tools as long as they seamlessly integrate, provide ROI, and are easy to use. And so, you know, I'm, I'm never surprised when somebody might say, hey, I'm using three different tools to manage my cloud. You know, um, and when I say manage, I, I mean more around like governance, uh, cost control, security and stuff like that. So they're not like just going out and saying, hey, like the old days, I'm going to buy IBM's full stack or 
CA's full stack or BMC's full stack to do everything inside. People are much more open to having a multi-tool approach to managing their cloud infrastructure from a security, application, networking, cost control standpoint. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think we've we've seen that quite a bit ourselves as well. It's um, the apps are easier to use; they're easier to get access to. Uh, like you said, they they tend to seamlessly plug into a lot of things, so uh, makes makes a ton of sense. Um, real quick, you know, and we'll get uh, we, you know we'll get links to to the blogs in the show notes as well as um, you know everything else that we typically do. Real quick, um, if people want to, you know test it out, trial it out, get in touch with you guys. What are, what are good ways to, to track down yourself or the Park My Cloud team? Um, you know, where might you guys be out and about at, at events coming up in the next few months or, or other things like that? Well, that's a great question. Um, we're doing a, uh, a DevOps cloud event in Orlando in early November. And then, of course, we're doing AWS reInvent at the end of November, early December out in Las Vegas. Um, we're at Park My Cloud on Twitter. And we are www.parkmycloud.com. On the World Wide Web, as people call it. And then anybody can just send an email to um, info or sales at parkmycloud.com, and any of us will answer that. Excellent. We actually do have a chatter on the website, too, and we get a lot of questions on that. So okay. uh, Katie manages that, and she gets, <laughs> she gets a lot of questions every day. So Excellent. easy to get a hold of us. Excellent. Excellent. We'll get all that stuff in the show notes for folks that are uh, listening mobile. Um, listen, Jay, thank you so much for the time today. It was, uh, it's, you know, it's good. Like I said, we're always trying to figure out uh, how are people using the cloud uh, in terms of public cloud? What's that trend? Um, how do they manage the costs and so forth? But thank you so much for the insight today. Um, you know, folks, definitely take a look at what Park My Cloud's doing. I think, um, you know, again, very good insight into, you know, where it becomes application, how you need to plug into things, um, you know, how you can get started very quickly and so forth. And, and again, you know, the automation piece to, to sort of take actions to, uh, you know, to make things better as opposed to just being being knowledgeable is, uh, is really powerful. So, Jay, thanks again for the time today. Uh, folks, we're going to wrap it up there for Aaron and for Jay. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more podcasts, show notes, and everything social media. And visit acloud.guru for all your cloud training needs.